All right, so, so uh, I've I been meditating on this particular word that God uh, shared with me that he wanted communicated for a while. And, uh, and I, I was just thinking through quite a few things here. You know, just, just about our lives as servants of God. You know, if you think through what our lives <clears throat> should be about, Seeking and saving uh, should be about the lost and found, should be about other people's lives, not just hustle and show. So a lot of times we, we even though this life in the kingdom that we've ascribed to really is about others' lives, is really about bringing people back into uh, the presence of God. Uh, a lot of our life has been about hustle and show. You know, just, you know, it's about, you know, getting around um, truth, getting around challenges, getting around our preparation for purpose. Everything is about, you know, how, how we look, not how we are. And um, some of these things really, uh, I know, grieve the heart of God. And hopefully, as we go through this teaching, we can... Uh, line ourselves back up with God's will, purpose, and plan, but also assist others in lining themselves up. So let's go to Isaiah 53 and see uh, what this is all about, uh, what God has been saying to us or communicating to us a lot in his word. Isaiah 53, and we'll lock in on verse 6, Isaiah 53, verse 6. It reads this, it says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the inequity of us all. And so, so here you have, uh, of course, this is referencing Jesus. Um, says he was oppressed and afflicted, yet he opened out his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to slaughter as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth, right? And earlier in the chapter, it talks about he was wounded for our transgressions, he's bruised for our iniquities, chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed, and then it crosses over into all we, like sheep, all we, like sheep, have gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the inequity of us all. So here Christ had to come and give his life because of our choices, because we all got lost and, and went astray. And then it breaks down going astray is like everybody going his own way, like, like as opposed to God's way. Let's go here, James chapter 1, familiar scripture that we discuss a lot here at Ayers Christmas in the church. Because a lot of what we talk about is uh, uh, evolving into our design and what we're purposed to do. So first, uh, I mean, James 1, and we'll start here, verse 23. It says, For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer. He is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth, look, his way. Remember the scripture says, everyone has gone their own way. Goes his way and straightway forgetting what manner of man he was. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, looking into God's word and staying locked in, therein uh, it said, therein he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of, of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed, in his application. And, right? So here you have uh, a lot of us, because of just the way culture is designed, has, has, it spends a lot of time trying to pull us out of God's presence, trying to get us out in a no man's land and get lost. You know, you ever see, you know, the, uh, or you've been in some situations, you know, you're walking with a child in the mall and the child wanders off and gets lost, lose sight of their bearings or lose sight of, uh, of, of, of their safe place in the hands of their parent. 
And so a lot of times we've gotten lost and we've lost sight of our safe place in the hands of God. You know, I was thinking through this as I was meditating. I remember uh, we had took a trip. It was a leader's retreat. Uh, the last church I worked with, I told the story before. So um, I wanted to do some things that I've never done before where I had to depend on God. So I got out here on, some, on a jet ski. Uh, I don't swim, but I got here on the jet ski. And so, and they had it where you get on a jet ski, you out, you're out in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, and so they have this buoy. So you go out to the buoy. I don't know how far I was out. Go out to the buoy, turn around and come back. Well, I went out to the buoy, turned around. I couldn't see. Like, I, I couldn't see the raft. I didn't know where the raft was. And I had no idea if it was left, right, east, west. I had no compass in my pocket, you know, like the Boy Scouts. <laughs> and I was sitting out there going, now, this is going to be interesting. And I remember saying to myself, because sometimes under pressure, I can be a clown. So I was actually joking with myself out there going, okay, uh, I can see the headlines now, you know. A uh, young minister lost that sea on the jet ski. Because <laughs> if I'd have went the wrong way, I'd have went further out to sea, right? I'd have been lost, you know, because I lost sight of my, my barons. I lost sight of, of, the, of my point of return. And a lot of times, you know, we can get so out there in, 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 this, in the world that we can lose sight of our barons. <laughs> We can lose sight of our, you know, God's tabernacle, our safe place, right? So God endorses the people, the platform, and the places that will shine their light to guide his children out of darkness, uh, his children out of, of a place of being lost. You know, so, so, so we're, we've been given this opportunity to be a part of God uh, bringing the sheep back into the fold, Right? Let's look here at First John. I mean, First uh, Peter. We write this next book over. First Peter, chapter two. Again, we're talking about lost sheep. Uh, we're going to go through this, and we're going to find ourselves. Oh, I'm still in James. I'm sorry. I don't know how I did that. All right, so 1 Peter 2, verse 9. It says, but you are a chosen generation of royal priesthood, a holy nation or a holy people, a peculiar people. Look, it says that you should show forth the praises of him, look, who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Called us out of being lost into a place where we can actually see our way. So here you have uh, a lot of God's intended men and women of God have gotten, uh, were infused in this world. And I remember God showed me this years ago. He gave me a picture of this, how, you know, you're in this, you're in the heaven realm and, and, you know, you have Jesus, he goes in the heaven realm and he actually comes down and gives his life and uh, lives life as a man and dependent on God and, and performs all types of signs, wonders, and miracles. And God gave me this visual of, 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 of you know, Jesus returning back in the heaven realm and the angels are sitting there in, in the audience and go, okay, how was it? He says, man, it's phenomenal, man. I went down there and uh, I went down there, gave up all my power and was dealing with limits. And so they was like, okay, so, so, so what's, what's the greatest thing of being down there? He said, man, I had to depend on God. He says, like, like, you know, up here I can just take things for granted. But down there I had to really rely on them. And, oh, my God, like to experience his love coming through for me each and every time. Like I had to depend on him unto death. Like I had to die and depend on him to bring me back to life. It's a, it's a powerful experience to to, because right now you guys are up here and you're taking so much for granted. Like you, you don't have a level of appreciation for God's love and the things that he'll do for you. And I could see like the angels signing up like, okay, put, send me on assignment. Let me go down. Some of them was us. Hey, let me go down there. 
And so, so now you go through training, and a part of your training is when you go down to the earth realm, hey, now you're going to go down there, you're going to be born in sin and shape of iniquity. You're going to come into a realm where you're going to go blind. You're going to be lost. But the first thing you need to do is you need to accept my blood sacrifice down there. So you got to accept me as your Lord and Savior. So they're going to be agents and representatives that's going to offer me to you. And you, now all you guys are going to have is a measure of faith when you go down there. So when you go down there, you have a measure of faith and you have to take that faith, attach it to my death, burial, and resurrection, and you'll be born again. So you're going to be birthed in this earth realm, but you're going to be born again. Now you'll have, be able to operate some super on your natural. But now, now don't get, don't get so caught up with keeping up or get conformed where you can't transform into this supernatural being. You've got to accept or attach your faith to my death, burial, and resurrection, the blood that I shared down there. So whatever you do, don't, it's going to be in you. You'll be able to sense truth, but, the, but this world is going to try to smother you where you lose that signal. All right, so you got to go down and you're going to have to walk by faith and not by sight. And it's going to be excruciating because you're so used to seeing so clear, you're going to be lost. <laughs> right, you're going to have to depend on people. You're going to have to use faith. You're going to have to trust. Um, and, and whatever you do, stay, keep your diet right now. You got to make sure you have a diet of that word. And so we come into this world and we sometimes start to conform and we get lost. We're here on assignment. We've been, we've been sent here for a purpose and a plan. And we get lost. Like I said, we get into hustle and show as opposed to yielding and flowing, right? And, and, and so God says this. He says this. Look at Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Ezekiel 22. Ezekiel 22, verse 30. Look at this. It says, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge, that should stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. And so, so, so here God, who's infused, injected all these vessels uh, to uh, find his lost sheep, to help us to evolve. All creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. And some of us have gotten so uh, absorbed in the world, we've lost sight of our original purpose. So he said, look, look, I sought for a man and couldn't find one, right? <laughs> Look, uh, Jeremiah. Let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah 50. It's inevitable that, inevitable that people are going to be in this world and get lost, but God has sent a lot of us here to help people to be found. All right, so verse 6. It says, my people have lost have been lost sheep. My people, he didn't say sinners, he said, my people have been lost sheep. It says, their shepherds have caused them to go astray. They have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from the mountains to the hill. They have forgotten their resting place. They have forgotten their resting place. And so here you have God, remember I told you during that training in heaven and those angels that was infused in the earth realm was, uh, was given an instruction, whatever you do, you know, you're going to need help to go from blind to see, uh, go from um, being lost to found. And so God has called shepherds to assist people that's gone astray and, that's, and the sheep that's been lost. But a lot of shepherds have been assisting uh, sheep to be lost. Let's go to Luke 6. Luke 6. Verse 
Luke 6, verse 39. And it said this, it, it says, and he spake a, a parable unto them. Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall into a ditch? So here, here we, we recognize that people aren't really embracing their responsibility. You know, uh, and you see that a lot of people are, um, that are supposed to lead people out of darkness, uh, they've allowed themselves to be compromised and become blind. So you have the blind leading the blind. So you have a lot of false teaching, uh, soothing words. But the interesting thing is false teaching, false teachings lead to false fulfillment. <laughs> you know, counterfeit fulfillment. And so, so a lot of times people are so, you know, Again, you know how the message is connects. We'll be talking about being caught up and keeping up. People can be so caught up and keeping up, they don't realize if it's a false teaching or not. Even though the Bible tells us to walk circumspectly, we're not paying attention. Doesn't this line up with God's word? Or, or is this just soothing words? And a lot of times people are just searching for something that comforts to compromise. So I'm lost, make me comfortable in this lost place. You see what I'm saying? Um, you know, I'll just uh, take up camp here, even though God is, have a, has a purpose and a place and a, a, a something in particular for my design. That's why Jesus said when he was a part of him being anointed was the, the recovering of sight to the blind. Recovering of sight to the blind, right? He talked about them that are bruised, releasing the captives. You know, so a lot of people are so... Uh, 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 I've allowed our, a lot of times we've allowed ourselves to be so clouded, um, we're just wandering. <laughs> and, it's, and if we're wandering, it's one thing to be lost, but if you are the person that God has sent here to help other people to be found, that's dangerous. <laughs> that's dangerous. You got people looking for answers, and you have them out there somewhere in Never Never Land. Right? And so, so, now, now it kind of makes sense of some of the things Jesus talked about. Remember, remember, we've learned that Jesus came to show us how we're supposed to be living his life. And look here at verse 18. So he spent three and a half years giving us instruction, right? So verse 18, verse 11. Man, this is, I could read the whole thing, but I'll just... Focus here on verse 11. It says, for the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. Right? To save that which was... Matter of fact, let me just read, start with verse 10. It says, take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. For the Son of Man is come to save that which is lost. How think ye, if a man have a hundred sheep and one of them is gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety-nine and goeth into the mountain and seeketh that which is gone astray? And if so, be that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoices more of that sheep than the ninety-nine which went astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father, which is in heaven, that one of these little ones should perish. Right? So, so, so he says one, the little ones, and he talked, because sometimes you ever see how we grow in life, and sometimes the younger children are, the more insignificant we think they are. Like we, we even when we establish when we're going to have conversations with them, when we're going to um, consider even what they say. You know, we, we determine it based on maybe their age, their size, when they were birthed in this earth realm and they have value. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of times you, you even though they may not have to know how to uh, articulate or package or they may not know sentence structure, children are gifted. They may say just something simple like you're pregnant. <laughs> like they may not have the whole uh, breakdown, thus saith the Lord, but... Right, right, right out of the mouth of babes. Those are like, you're pregnant. And you could be pregnant with something, but if you're not paying them no mind, you know, if you, uh, if you think that they're insignificant, you, you're not even listening. 
right, you're not picking up even what they're communicating. So God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And so what he was saying is like, they're valuable. Um, now your job with this little one is to help them find their way. See, in all honesty, our job is to help anyone lost around us find their way. But you can't help nobody find their way if you lost, right? You can't help nobody find their way if you lost. And see, so this is the thing. Once he saved us, our appreciation is to live a life to save others. Once he saved us, the way we show appreciation for a saved life is a live a life to save others, right? To live a life to save others, right? So, so we know this in Romans 12, 1, present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto him, which is your reasonable service, right? We also know 1 Corinthians 6, 20. It says you've been bought with a price. Glorify God in your body and your spirit. Your, your life is not your own. You've been bought with a price. Right? So, in other words, the price that was paid was a life was given to give you life. So, hopefully, you'll take the life that you were given and give it to someone else. Make sure someone else has life. Right? Let's go to Matthew 10. It's not, it's not cool. It's not good that we're so into ourselves sometimes. We're allowing people to run astray. Um, you know, that's why you, you, a lot of times you have divided countries and cultures and, and schools and teams and, and families and marriages because somebody's lost. <laughs> it's real simple. Somebody's lost. So let's look at verse 6. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Matthew 10, Matthew 10, verse 6. As Jesus, uh, you know, he chose 12 apostles and he's giving them instructions, right? And, you know, in 5, it says, These 12 Jesus sent forth and command, commanded them, saying, Go not to the way of the Gentiles or in any city of the Samaritans, enter ye not. So he says, No, 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 I need. We, we need, I have a remnant, I have soldiers, I have, I have much people. We need to save my chosen so they can save everyone else. You know, there was a time to minister to the Gentiles. We know that through Paul and Peter and all of them, right? Right, and then verse 6 says, but go, it says, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He says, go, go to my lost people. And it says, as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So it's like, hey, hey, give them a signal, like to wake up. Like, so they have something inside of them that I need you to stir up. Let them know, no, 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 it's time. The kingdom of heaven, the rule and reign of God is at hand. It's now, right? So, 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 so don't just get caught up or in the conformity, right? Really, it's, it's, it's time you're being called to do, called to do, right? You know, to walk worthy of your calling is what the scripture says in Ephesians 4.1. Verse 8, it says, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Look, freely you have received, right? Freely give. Freely you have received. So once again, we've been saved to save. We've been saved to save. Uh, Matthew 15, let's, let's jump over there real quick. Matthew 15. Again, we're talking about lost sheep. Those that we should recognize, and sometimes we have to recognize when we're lost. Verse 24. Uh, uh, Matthew 15, 24. It says, what he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. You know, you know, you know women... Uh, uh, you know, really uh, begging for his assistance. And his response, <laughs> my primary goal here is for lost sheep. You know, but, but she kept pressing. He was like, well, just give me the crumbs. <laughs> She's like, just give me the crumbs. But, but he, he, he's saying something. He says, you know, again, one thing about God is, is a foundation first. 
So I got, I have all these people that I've put in the earth realm on assignment, just like us right now. We all have a calling and purpose to our lives. As we've been talking about Master Life class on Sunday mornings, and again, you have, but so, so again, going back to the story, we are infused in this earth realm, and the first thing, the fir- our first instruction is have a foundation with Christ, right? Then from the foundation of Christ, take our person and baptize ourselves in the foundation of Christ. So that's personhood. Okay, now our life message, w- w- if we just walk, walk around, if we're, if we're playing ball, if we're, uh, you know, working in construction, we're working in insurance, we're working... Uh, in music, whatever, every time somebody sees us, they're thinking about that light that they want to, that's going to help them out of darkness. One thing about somebody in a dark place, they recognize light. And so, so, so that's our life message. And then that, that prepares us, of course, for whatever level of ministry or service. Ministry means service. Now we function greater in our homes and greater in our jobs, Right? So, so, so just as a foundation. So here, we're, we were infused here to seek and save the lost, right? Our life should be about lies, not limited to lasciviousness or, or lust and pleasure. That's what lasciviousness is. So our life should be about lives, not limited to lust and luxury. Our life should be about lives, not limited to lust and luxury. We have to ask ourselves something. Are we agents of light or bridges to blindness? Are we agents of light or bridges to blindness? So if I'm an if, if agent, I'm sorry, agents of light. If I'm an agent of light, see, I'm, I, when I show up, I, 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 I automatically pull people out of darkness, out of being lost. If I'm a bridge to blindness, I'm assisting people in being lost. And some people like being bridges to blindness because, you know, it it works to their advantage. We'll talk about that in a second. All right. Now we have to ask ourselves, is what we're expressing, representing, and offering offering, Okay, if, is what we're expressing, representing, and offering, leading others to light or away from it, or away from it? So, if everything that we're expressing, representing, and offering, is it leading others to the light, or is it leading others away from the light? Everything that we do, is it leading people to the light or away from the light? And this is the thing. Some of us in our life may have chosen or choose the dark side. But are we giving, giving those around us a choice to, to, on their own? Or are we ambushing them before they can decide? So, like, sometimes we may choose darkness because we don't want to deal with the responsibility to walk in the light. But are you giving your children, your friends, and other people an opportunity to make a choice for light or dark? Are you ambushing them with darkness because you, you've compromised yourself so you need company? So, so, so just, think about, just think about that for a second. So, and then ask ourselves, we have to ask ourselves this, is, is, life, is our lives being healed through our hands? Or... When, or do we just have blood-stained hands? Is life being healed through our hands, or do we just have blood-stained hands? Let's look at uh, Ezekiel 33. Ezekiel 33, and we'll start here at verse 6. It says, but if the watchmen see the sword come and blow not the trumpet and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away. That means that person is taken away in his inequity. 
but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So he's saying, you know, if the watchman see that the person's in harm and doesn't warn them, and that person's life is taken away because of the inequity they operate in, okay, they'll lose their life, but their blood will be on your hands because you had an opportunity to warn them. Verse 7, so, so thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. It says, when I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die. If thou doth not speak to warn the wicked from his way, the wicked man shall die in his inequity, but his blood will I require at thy hand. So he's saying this like, I'm communicating things because the Bible says, we'll get into it here in a little bit, Second, Second Peter 3, God is meant for none to perish. So he says, I'm giving you information and you're casual around folk and not giving them the truth or the warnings to protect them from their lives under the guise of what? And so, so God is saying, well, that's staining your hands. That blood I'm requiring of your hands, that's on you. And so we have to, it's not, again, nobody's telling you to go get your own uh, uh, soapbox and, and, and preach your collar and stand on a corner. But you're, we are all in situations where the Holy Spirit is leading us. We, I mean, before we got into all this, we talked about flowing in the Holy Spirit. Um, Sundays we're talking about don't get caught up in keeping up. Why? We got to be picking up that, that leading of God to, to tell that truth. And I've, I've been in some situations, so I know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm sure you guys have too. It's difficult sometimes, you know. And I remember I had this dream, and the dream was so clear, so I couldn't get around it. I couldn't, I, I couldn't pretend I didn't get the dream. I, I know I've shared this before. And when I had that dream that day, I was like, whoa. And the dream didn't line up with anything I saw in this couple. And so, but I knew it was one of those dreams where I was supposed to say something. Like I knew, you could tell it was a warning dream. I was like, I thought I was getting around it too. I was like, well, because I didn't see this couple every day. And this was during the course of a work day. So I was like, well, if I run into them, you know, I'll share the dream. Figuring what? I wasn't going to run into them. Why did I run into them? Probably like an hour later. So, and I'm talking to the person while I'm talking to him. The Holy Spirit popped the dream right up in my head. I was like, I said, man, listen, man, I got to tell you this dream. I said, man, listen, I just had the dream. I, <laughs> I, was like, I can't say if it's true, this, that, and the other, because it's, it's something that if it wasn't true, it would be like, who you think you, what you trying to say, you know? But I told him the dream. I told him the dream word for word. And the person said, that bears witness with my spirit, that, 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 uh, that lines up with some things that happened this weekend. So, you know, you, 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 and uh, there's another, <laughs> another person, I ain't even really know the person. They just started coming to the church. And they, and, 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 but I could see from afar some things was happening. And this person's status was, you know, you just don't roll up on them. And I know when I, when I came to approach the person, I could see the look on their face like, who is this and why are you rolling up? Like, like everybody just don't roll up on me, you know. But I went to him. I said, well, this is what um, God told me to tell you this. And you can see the look on that face like, who are you coming to me? And But I had to do it. And the person, you know, went away and said God told them everything that young man told you is right on it. And they made the adjustments, changed their life forever. Um, so, so, so we have to... I mean, I know we like talking to the people that we already know esteem us. You know, you know sometimes like, if somebody esteem you, hey, hey, let me tell you what you need to do here. But what about the people that don't esteem you, don't value you, think you're insignificant? Can you talk to them? What about the people that, you know, gives you the hookup? You know what I'm saying? Be shoot, shooting you a couple of dollars here and there. Can you tell them, or you warn them? Or will you protect your bribes? Right? It might not even be bribes. You might be protecting your hookup at the expense of somebody's life. Right? See, you may think they're in your life to give you temporary benefits, 
No, you're in their life to save their life, right? That's a different angle, right? All right, so 2 Peter 3. So I, uh, Scripture says, you know, it's dangerous to have respect of persons. It says the people who come to the church, well, Scripture calls it gay clothing, but it's just saying, you know, flamboyantly dressed, you know, paid, you know, they, you know, they, you know, all types of jewels and go, and they said they would, the, 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 the priests, yeah, same thing in, in our culture now, right? Back in the day, be like, hey, hey, oh, stop what they're doing. Uh, uh, Lord, Bartholomew, here, we, hey, I need y'all to move, move, move. Lord, Bartholomew, please take this wonderful seat over here. You know, like they so change everything they're doing for Lord Bartholomew because he paid, right? But Lord Bartholomew need the truth just like everybody else in the building. I don't know where I got Lord Bartholomew from, but you know, just, yeah, you understand the point, right? Watching too many Three Musketeer movies. All right, so 2 Peter 3, verse 9. It says, uh, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So God is desirous for none to perish. Like even remember uh, Jonah was sent out to Nineveh. Now Nineveh was wild. And see Jonah, everybody, obviously he knew that they was wild. He was like, listen, man, I'm not. First of all, they, they probably didn't want to hear what I got to say. Uh, so see, once again, if, if, if Nineveh was the type of people who was like, uh, Jonah, the, the great Jonah, he had no problem with going to talk to him because he would have already felt that they reverenced him. But he had to go to talk to people that didn't have any respect for him, reverence for him, but, but was wild, but God still wanted them to get the truth too. And then Jonah's like, man, I'm not, uh, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so that's when he went on the boat, and you know, you know the whole story. But he, and when he, then he, he went and did it, and they repented. Jonah was upset that they repented because he was like, well, they was wild. Why should they get the benefits of rolling with you because God is, doesn't meant for any of the parents. It's not about our assessment of what people have done. It's about God wanting to save their life. Let's go to uh, Luke 15. If you have time, you can just read through the whole Luke 15. The whole chapter is, is about the lost and found. But we'll highlight just a few scriptures here. Uh, let's do verse... 4, 15, 4, Luke 15, 4. It says, what man of you having a uh, hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, do not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? And of course, that's parallel to what we read in the Matthews. Then if you drop down here to verse 6, it says, when he come home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, rejoice with me. I have found my sheep which was lost. Drop down here to verse 9. And when she, uh, this uh, uh, woman lost her coin, it says, and when she found it, she called her friends and her neighbors together saying, rejoice with me for I have found the piece which I lost. It was, you know, obviously expensive jewelry. Then uh, we'll drop down here to verse 24. Of course, this is, what, this is in the midst of the whole prodigal son story, which we'll talk about later. This is for this is my son that was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. That's when he threw the party, and the eldest son got upset. Well, all these different angles of things that were lost and found are saying, when we lose something, come on, you lose your keys, you lose your wallet, uh, you lose your credit card, whatever the case may be, when you lose something that's valuable to you and it's found, you're excited. There's a sense of relief and peace. When your child is lost and they wake up, there's a sense of release, uh, relief and peace. You know, uh, when your spouse was clouded and didn't think it took all out, took all that, there's a sense of relief and peace. You know, and that's the thing. God is saying like, like yes, there's people tripping, wilding out, attitudes, sometimes you really don't want to be bothered with them. They're just lost. They're lost sheep. 
and you have an opportunity to find them. If you can get past, you know, maybe your fears or being uncomfortable or you're almost like, like maybe um, establishing your credibility based on their blindness, you know, maybe we, if we get past ourselves, we could probably do our job. And that's uh, draw people into God's marvelous light, right? And this, so, so, so it's all about lost and found as we've been talking about. And, 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 and the challenge is anybody could be lost. That's why we have to understand when someone's lost, it's not for us to gloat, but it is for us to assist them as much as we can. You can't force them, but you can offer them the light. Because we can all lose our, our footing, our momentum, um, you know, our leverage. You know, we're in a year of momentum. Uh, leverage, our leverage of promotion. We can all do it if we compromise our sanctification. That's when we start getting lost. That's when we start allowing to bleed into our light darkness. And the more we skew our view, the more we can kind of slide out of the way. When we skew our view, we can slide out of the way. Uh, a while ago, I think it was a couple months ago, I'm not sure exactly, uh, I did a, a teaching on Guy Talk uh, called The Lost Man. And we talked about some things I thought was fitting for this teaching. You know, how that lost man works harder at camouflaging his deception than mastering his gifts. He works harder at camouflaging his deception than mastering his gifts. So, so, so what does that mean? A person's lost and, and they're, they're, okay, they're not being true. So they constantly figure, they constantly try to hide more and more of maybe their flaws, imperfections, and their motives as opposed to uh, finding a way to change and finding a way to, to grow and master their gifts. So instead of, you know, sometimes people can get lost into uh, self-loathing. Is that the word? They can get lost in self-loathing. Self-loathing is not even really a consideration for a man or woman of God. What are you self-loathing about? If there's something that you don't have, that's an opportunity for you to grow more, to learn more, not uh, play the victim as we've talked about before, right? See, see that, that, that lost man would rather... Uh, hide in the dark than be seen in the light. Rather hide in the dark and be seen in the light. Some people have been uh, hiding in the dark so long, the light is not even an option. Like they don't know how to uh, live in the light. They may visit, may come up for air. Like what, what is it? Like vampires, Dracula? <laughs> you know what I'm they come up from air from time to time, but they're so used to living in the dark. And then they, and, and we, this is the thing about our lives when, when you're lost sheep and don't realize it. Like, you can almost, uh, your whole existence in life could be lost. Like, some people have spent their whole life lost. And, and blaming other people. Like, when all they had to do is embrace, as we were talking about the other day, change. All right, let's, let's, let's look at this Genesis 3. Because these people started this whole thing. <laughs> they started this whole thing. We did it. We, <laughs> they, they, they started, they, they were a part of this. Well, they didn't start the whole thing. They extended it. We, we know the first person that got lost was uh, Lucifer, right? I think we can agree with that. All right, so this is after they ate of the tree, right? After they ate, after, you know, they ate not, well, you know, ate of the knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Look, it says here, and the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? So at that point, he's lost, right? No, no, not lost from God, <laughs> right? <He's, laughs> he lost himself. He says, where art thou, right? So, so, so God is asking this question to awaken him. Basically, what God was saying is, hey, you're drifting out of my presence. Where art thou? You're drifting out of my presence. So it's like you, you're, there's a connection we have with our spouses and, and we have with our children. Like you could tell when they're drifting out of the presence. You could tell when something has shifted. 
you know, if, if I do something, and I, uh, Lord knows, uh, we've been married 28 years, I've probably done a lot of things that, you know, passed the mail the wrong way or hurt her feelings. Well, I know something done changed. You, you ain't got to tell me, and nothing got to be written down. I just know, okay, something ain't right. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I know something ain't right. Well, well, well we're not in the same presence. We're, I mean, we spent a lot of time together. So there's a flow. There's a harmony. Well, when we're rolling with God, there's a flow. There's, there's a, and so, so imagine the scripture says they were walking in the cool of the day with God. So when they slipped out of his presence, there was a, there was a, something, something happened. Said, so, oh, Adam, where art thou? So again, we read that almost like Adam was supposed to be in that chair and he wasn't there. No, Adam was supposed to be in his presence. There was a harmony. Like you can tell, uh, I heard this, uh, this man, a guy said this when, when I first became an armor bearer. And I remember he had all these, all of us, we did a rotation. So I might have been like 20 of us that were serving. So he had told the head armor bearer, he said, man, I need you just, just you and two people. He said, I got too many people behind, around me. But then when I found out later what he was like, he says, well, certain people were with him and certain people wasn't. <laughs> so certain people were, were showing up to serve him out of the presence of God. Some people were showing up to serve him out of, out of being in the flesh. So he can sense a, a pull on him. Well, God picks that up all the time. You can sense a pull. Uh, we've said it for years. Like, you can tell when somebody's in the presence of God and they're not, especially if they were in the presence and they walk out of presence. But the trip is, people don't know they walk out of the presence. And you could be, look, you could be trying to get help them to uh, save the lost sheep and they'd be fighting you. You know, look, like remember we said, you're in the quicksand, remember? <laughs> you're in the quicksand. You got, you got like two or three minutes you're about to sink, but the, per, but the, per, the person's lost want to give you a half-hour explanation. <laughs> no, you don't understand. I, I understand I'm in the quicksand, but you don't. Let me explain to you why I got in the quicksand, because you, you, I don't want you to look at me as if something's wrong with me for being in the quicksand. Well, we don't really got time for that. We got to get you out of the quicksand. You can explain all that stuff later, Right? But that's what happens. Sometimes we get lost and don't realize that we drift out of God's presence. See, this is, this is the thing. In, when Adam got out of God's presence to follow Eve, right, in sin he lost his perception of significance in God's sight. See, in God's sight, he... See, this is the thing. Eve wandered out of the presence of God, lost her significance so the adversary can have her question herself. Well, you're missing something. See, that's what happens. We get, out of, we get lost when we get out of the presence of God. Somebody can tell us we're missing something, right? You're on the right path. Or you're evolving, but no, you're missing something. Here, let me give you this. and You need this now, right? So now Adam lost his significance. So he, now he crossed over into having an improper image of self, right? Look, 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 look. Uh, verse 10, it says, and he said, and, and he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. See, at that point, he, he, had a, he, he crossed over to having an improper image of himself. You know, the scripture says, you know, and now you're looking through a glass darkly, but then face to, then face, to face. Uh, it says, now we know in part, but then we'll know even as we're known by God. An improper image of itself always used uh, the Lion King to explain that. Here, Simba was running around thinking he's a, a, you know, a little cub, and he had grown into being a lion. And it was another uh, uh, kind of a, a, a children's, uh, I don't know if it was Frozen, but I think, uh, actually, my cousin played the mammoth. And uh, it was a mammoth, but the mammoth didn't know it was a mammoth. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The mammoths was, thought it was a lot smaller. Ice Age, that's it. So, so I was close, frozen Ice Age. You know, this is kind of sad. So it was Ice Age. But the mammoths didn't know they were a mammoth. You know what I'm saying? Right? You know what I'm saying? Improper image of self. And sometimes, like, we're, we're, we're lions and mammoths, but we, we don't see ourselves as such. So now we spend all our time trying to prove ourselves. You know, now, or like, every day is about, you see me? You see me? You see? I'm special. Tell me more. Tell me more. But we've lost our significance. 
you know, not knowing we already have value. See, once, and, and this was dangerous because once you start getting lost, you'll start to fight for your independence, right? See, the goal is not to be independent, it's to be dependent on God. Not to be independent of God. So once Adam declared his independence, he lost uh, what was called his government. Once he declared his independence, because see, with God, he's operating in his government. What? His government is, 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 is power, his peace and his power. His integrity and his, his genuine, genuineness. All that was in God. And see, so things start to shift when we leave the presence of God. We lose our government. We lose our value, our peace, our power. uh, We lose our integrity and our genuineness. And so what happens is when Adam did that, and when we do that, we shift out of the presence of God and we get lost. It shifts us to, to a loving to Lord Versus loving to lead. See, 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 when we love to Lord, we're just holding everybody captive at a certain level so we feel significance. When we love to lead, we're leading people out of captivity to their significance. You see what I'm saying? Like, like, and it doesn't bother us if their significance is, 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 seems more shiny than, than us at the time. So again, it shifted us this, this getting lost shifts us from, from loving to lead to loving to Lord. Again, loving to Lord, you're holding people captive so you feel significant. Loving to lead, you're releasing people from their captivity so they can be significant. So it's every day in our life about other people being free from being lost so they can find their significance. Or it's every day in our life about our significance. It's what's depressing us, us uh, doing things to keep other people. See, you're going to be depressed if you're suppressing others. You're going to be depressed. If if your whole life is about you, you're going to be depressed, right? You're lost in yourself. And so so when you start to do this, you you leave from... uh, you, you shift from love to leverage. You shift from love to leverage. See, love is you're given an advantage. Leverage is you're trying to gain an advantage. And see, so when I'm lost, it's all about me uh, uh, gaining an advantage over everyone I encounter. When I'm operating in love is me trying to assist that person in gaining an advantage in their life. You know, see, so, you know, that's why the Bible says Jesus came to restore government. And let's look here. Look, look, look here real quick. Um, we're, we're almost done here. Second uh, Corinthians. No, no. Isaiah. Let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah 9. And I'm sure we've read this. This is a familiar passage to anybody's been in the kingdom at any time, but let's look at it just a little bit different today. All right, we're going to focus on verse 7, but got to read verse 6. It says, uh, for unto us a child is born, and unto, unto us a son is given. Look, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. So now, now this, this same power that uh, Adam forfeited is going to be upon his shoulder. And his name or his, shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, right? Right? And look at verse seven, 7. Of the increase of his government, look, and peace. So that's why that's where you got peace and power from me. But the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. And upon the throne of David and upon his, his kingdom to order it, to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So now this is talking about someone taking back up this, uh, 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 this significance and this power, but it's, it doesn't get corrupted by, by him getting lost. See, Christ... Remember, he did, he, he, he did God's will unto death. 
So he stayed obedient unto death. Now we'll get into this in, at, at, at another time. Uh, we've talked about this before in spiritual authority, but you submit to authority, you have authority. So you submit to God's governmental authority, you have authority. So Jesus stayed submitted to God through his whole life, no matter what was what offering he got, what temptations he got, when they put the palms down, when they tried to, 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 to elevate him, it was all about God's will, God's will, God's will, God's will, God's will. He did it unto death, and he's sitting on the right hand of the Father. But he says, so he says, of his government, there'll be no end. If we notice, Adam, look, Adam named the animals. So he, he operated in a level of authority, but he got lost. He got lost in compromise, lost his significance, right? Shifted how he flowed. Now it's all about self-preservation, you know? It said he hid himself from God. Like, how is that even a consideration? Now God, oh, this is great. Like, now God, God got to chase him now. See, see, before that, it's all about submitting to God, uh, excited to be in his presence. We talked about that with children. You know, there's a certain point where the children are pressing to be in your presence. But then when they, when they shift and they get lost, you notice you got to chase them. You notice you got to chase them when they get lost. It's the same thing in the body of Christ. You know, you have people, they come into the kingdom, they, 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 they get planted, and as God grows them, they shift from pressing to now you got, you got to chase them. You got to, press, you got to, you got to run after them, right? Because now they're, they're, they're shifting from love to leverage. They're shifting from leading to lording, right? But, but Jesus never shifted. Jesus kept, Jesus kept pressing towards God until he ended up on the right hand of the Father. Elijah kept pressing towards God until he was and he was not. Now it was Enoch, right? It was Enoch, right? <laughs> Enoch was and was not. Elijah kept pressing until the chariots came and got him, right? Right, so this is the thing. Like, so Jesus, it says, Jesus maintained honesty and integrity uh, in, in power and peace, and, but didn't get lost. He didn't get lost. He didn't get clouded. He didn't go outside the line. Right? And a lot of times we, we, we're so, and it's unfortunate because some of us, even when we've made certain adjustments, we don't realize in our DNA is to be lost because we've been trained by the lost. And so we're still playing off. We haven't totally uh, gone through a complete transfusion, you know, the totally flushed out all those different things of the world. Like, we're still waiting to, to uh, show, show the people in high school that we're important. <laughs> you know? Like, for real. Like, some people are still, to be, to be honest, they're still playing off of what that person said to them in high school or, or that girl that wouldn't give them the time of the day. And, and man, let's, let's, let's just trash all that. Count it all loss, right? See, see, we're not supposed to get lost. We're supposed to lose wanting the things and go back to chasing the king, right? And so, so hopefully um, uh, we come out from among them and be separate. Come out. See, as long as we're blending in with them or being conformed to this world, we're going to be lost. And so, so, so God, just as he did with Adam, he's saying, where art thou? It's an awakening statement that where art thou? Is an awakening. It's, 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 it's <coughs> excuse me. God is saying, you're drifting out of my presence. And as much as some of us are, 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 are proving ourselves because we may be doing more religious things than others, it's not about our religious practice. It's not about all our stuff. It's about getting back in God's presence. It's, it's, you know, it's, a, it's about no longer being lost. That's what it's about, no longer being lost. And, um, so, I'll give you this last scripture, and then we're done, 2 Corinthians 3. Second Corinthians 3, 18. Because I could have quoted it. All right, it says, 
Uh, verse 18 says, but we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And so I gave us that scripture so we stay locked in on him, we won't get lost in them. If we stay locked in on him, we won't get lost in them. Right? So we got to, you know, the scripture says, when we're looking in this word, we're bold, it's like we're beholding ourselves in a mirror. We're changing to his image, right, day by day. His image from glory to glory. And so, so God is challenging us to, to wake up out of sleep, to come out of being lost. Um, you know, this is kind of like a locator, you know, for where we are. And, and, and also because... Uh, for those that are lost, because God's, God's making his moves and he wants his family to be a part of that move. You know, so for years, some of y'all don't laugh and don't go. That's what I was trying to tell them. So I know some family members, we would do different things. And I was so, so out there, lost, kicking it, hanging out, getting high, whatever. So I miss out on everything because... Matter of fact, if you call me, this is back when we had answer services. You call me, my answer services answer. You, you think I was out of town. I wasn't out of town. I just, you know, you know, when you're not doing right, you don't want to be around any, uh, any truth or reality. You know, cause basically, so basically I was just lost. So I, but I was lost, so I missed out. Some of us are missing out. And some of us are causing other people to miss out. So some people, some of you might not be lost, but are you making sure everybody around you is not lost? So, so see, so it's not about the, you're the benefit. So it's not about the hookup or none of those things. It's not about their status. Uh, you know, when they go home in their room, they're lost looking for answers and you have them, but you're so busy um, trying to protect the, the hookup you're, 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 you're allowing them to stay lost, and that's not fair to their lives. So just some things to think about, some, some things for us to cons- consider. I want us to listen to this song, and then at the end of this song, uh, if, you're, uh, call, if, if you're watching online and you want to call in uh, to, or if you could call in and just share some of your thoughts of what you got from today, or maybe even what you got from this song that we're about to play, uh, they, ha- they have the information on the screen for you. So turn that, turn that up. Some more.
uh, that's that's uh, go tell somebody the commission and actually person one of the people singing the lead on that has been here uh, Keith State he's, that's when he's a part of the group but uh, that song is powerful why, why would you leave people groping in darkness you know when you can share the light with a friend <laughs> you know people are dying every day we need to go tell somebody that Jesus loves them alright so that's 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 all for today. <laughs>